Welcome to the Intentional Woman Podcast, where faith meets consistency. I'm your host, Nicole Hubb, just an everyday woman seeking to know and see God in every season of my life. And I want to take you on this journey with me. The intentional woman is one who loves God, loves herself, and serves in purpose. Thanks for tuning in. I pray you leave our time together affirmed in God's love and full of faith to live intentionally. Let's get into it. Hey fam, welcome back to another episode of the Intentional Woman Podcast. I am Nicole Hub, your host, and I'm so excited about this week. It is my birthday tomorrow, and I am just full of gratitude, full of thanksgiving, just thankful to God for everything that he has done over this last year, even the hard things, even the disappointing things, even the challenging things. I truly believe in standing on Romans 8 and 28, that all things work together. So this is going to be a short episode. At least that's what I'm telling myself. I got a list of five things that 30 has taught me, and I want to share those with you all to help encourage you, inspire you, take what you need, leave what you don't need. But this is what this last year has taught me. But first, before we get into the topic of today, can I just say thank y'all for showing up and showing out for all of my subscribers, everyone who has subscribed to the Intentional Woman Podcast. Thank you so much for your support over the last three months. Tomorrow is my birthday, but it's also the three-month anniversary of the launch of the Intentional Woman Podcast. Yes. So on June 18th, 2020, I launched the Intentional Woman Podcast, and here we are three months later, episode 14, and my heart is just so full of gratitude for those who are constantly supporting supporting and downloading who have subscribed, who left a review, you rated the podcast, you liked it, you shared it, you reposted it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And to everyone who follows me on social media, who might've saw my call to action earlier this week on Monday, I asked you all to help me to get to a thousand downloads by my birthday to celebrate uh, this milestone. And we did it y'all. Yay. We did it. We did it. We did it. I'm so happy. I have actually over a thousand downloads and I'm just full of gratitude. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am just I just got to say thank you. Thank y'all for uh, trusting the God in me and for supporting me and for um, just being here and allowing me to create this space and you actually coming. So I love you all and thank you for your support. We did a thousand downloads in three months of the Intentional Woman podcast. And that's all for you and for God to get the glory. So I'm excited. I'm grateful. Okay, y'all. So let's get into this because I said it's going to be a short episode, right? Okay, yes. <laughs> so as you all can imagine, I've been very reflective over this last week and the last two weeks or so, knowing that my birthday was nearing and just thinking about you know what I want to do in the next year, how I want to show up and how I want God to get the glory out of my life and how I just want to be positioned and just be in the place that he wants me to be in his will. So lots of reflection, lots of thoughts. So I thought it would be good to just share this episode, five things that 30 has taught me and uh, you know, just put it out out there and maybe somebody else has learned the lesson, give me some feedback, drop me a line uh, and let me know if any of these resonate with you. So the first thing is self-awareness is a game changer. Listen, y'all, listen, this year has really taught me the value of being self-aware, just not, and just not for my own benefit, but for the benefit of those around me, especially those who I love and am in relationship with. Because when you are not aware of yourself and the things that you put out 
and the energy and the spirit that you carry about certain things or having certain conversations or opinions and things like that, it really can damage relationships because people will actually feel like that you just don't care. That you just want to be what you are, do what you want to do and not take into consideration anyone else's feelings or how they may um, perceive what you've done. And the thing that I learned, I'm learning most about self-awareness is it's not that my intentions aren't good. It's not that I don't want to be, you know, that I want to be a jerk or I want to, you know, make people upset. But I have to realize that, well, if I'm doing something that isn't working for somebody else, then I need to step back and I need to reassess and, and own that, you know what, I've made a mistake or I did something wrong. And it's hard. I know it was, has been hard for me, uh, really just practicing being more aware because it really is one of those things that puts a mirror in front of your face and just lets you know that, okay, yeah, I definitely have an issue with this and I could definitely use some work. Uh, so self-awareness has literally been a game changer for me uh, in realizing that, but also just the freedom and just the refreshing and the resolution that I've been able to experience over this last year, being in a place where I understand where I stand and I understand what I have brought to the to the table, to the confusion, to the conversation, you know, to the frustration, the irritation, what is like what the role that I played. And that's something in the past that I definitely could say that I downplayed uh, and act like that, you know, well, well, this don't have nothing to do with me. This is all you, just the way you feel is the way you feel and not really acknowledging other people's feelings. And uh, I'm just grateful for that because I just see how it has, it has the potential to, you know, damage a lot of relationships if you are always looking at the other person as if they are the fault and not really looking at yourself to see like, okay, what part did I play in this? Uh, so self-awareness for me has been a game changer and it is taking a lot of work. Um, as you all know, I've shared before, I am in therapy. I take, I have not take therapy. No. <laughs> I, I participate in, in uh, bi-weekly or so therapy sessions and with a licensed mental health therapist. And that has been, you know, very helpful. I'm pretty sure uh, has played a, a big role in that because you just have somebody very objective who doesn't know the people, you know, directly in your lives that you can talk freely that will help you to when you get in situations and when you're um, in in places where you normally would just react how you would, it gives you tools in order to process differently in order to hopefully get a, a different outcome. So I'm definitely grateful for uh, the self-awareness that this year has taught me. And number two is you have to show up for yourself first. And I can say that I kind of was on the road of this leading up to my 30th birthday because last year, January, um, I was seven months pregnant or so because Lucas was due at the end of March. And I got an email that this resort that Lawrence and I really love, this brand of resorts that we love was opening up a new resort in Jamaica. And they were having this crazy deal and sale because it was a new resort. And then it was so early in the year. If you booked in January, then you were just getting like almost, I think 40% off or something. So for like a three night or four night stay, it was less than like a thousand bucks. And I was like, oh, you cannot beat this. So in January of last year, in 2019, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a mom of two kids. Our Lucas will be probably around five or six months around this time of come my birthday. I was talking about my birthday in September. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and book this vacation because I just know that we are going to need this. So for my 30th birthday, we are going to spend that in Jamaica. I'm going to book this right now. I asked Lawrence. He was like, okay, that's cool. That's fine. So I booked it and did it. So that was January. And so even like doing that, gave me this sense of 
showing up for myself and putting myself first, like recognizing a need that I would have. And instead of talking myself out of it or talking it down and saying that, you know what, it's not necessary or I don't need to spend the money or I can't be leaving my kid. He's not even going, he's just going to be six months old. Like instead of doing all of that, I recognize that I'm going to need this break. You know, the next nine to six months are going to be hard adjusting to a new child and going through postpartum again and the woes with nursing and night feedings and sleepless nights and all of those things. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this for myself. And I did. And it's one of the best decisions I have ever made, honestly. And I was trying to do it again this year, but of course, COVID. <laughs> um, but it was definitely one of those those decisions that I made that I look back on and say, I really needed that. And I'm so glad that the Holy Spirit gave me the foresight, the knowledge, the inspiration, send that email, whatever it was to nudge me to do it. And it has taught me in this year that I don't have to wait for someone to give me an invitation to do something for myself or to take the break that I know that I need or to ask for what it is that I need. Because I know that in the past, I have been so hard on myself about needing help or asking for a break or seeming weak or seeming like I don't have it all together that I always waited for people to do for me what I know what I knew that I needed. So again, coming into that more self-awareness space where it's like, I know that if I go X amount of time without a break or without getting outside and getting some fresh air or whatever the case may be, then it's not going to be good for me or for the people that are around me. So again, I just had to show up for myself and I've been learning to do that in small ways. Uh, Lord knows I would love to be on a beach right now, but I am practicing safety and uh, just using wisdom and just really just being grateful for what God has done for me and knowing that I will be back on somebody's beach <laughs> again, preferably in the next year. <laughs> So this is actually a perfect segue into my third point, and that is I learned what it means to really rest in this last year. 30 has taught me the true definition of rest and being content within the boundaries of God's love and his sovereignty and just his protection and everything that he affords us through his commandments to love him and to love others and how much freedom is actually in that space. And I honestly have learned that God has really protected me so much in the times where I have really rested in him and trusted him and trusted his plan versus the times where I have gone and tried to make things happen on my own and realizing that I missed so much grace and I worked so much harder when I actually didn't have to. So now I am learning, I have learned and I'm still am learning uh, just to really trust God and trust his plan and trust that he knows everything about me and he knows the end before the beginning and that he is literally orchestrating my steps as I continue to seek him for his will for my life and not trying to create my own will and create my own way and get outside of his grace and get outside of his commandment to rest. And one of the things I did this year that was so beneficial, and I thank God for uh, the women who went through this with me, shout out to Haley and Micaiah and Chaz and Shantae and Tomiko, if y'all are listening, for uh, going through this study with me where we literally studied the Sabbath. We studied the Sabbath, the the commandment that's in Exodus, where God tells the Israelites that they shall work for six days, but on the seventh day that they should set that day aside as holy um, and sanctify that day. And really, what the the heart and the principle behind that commandment is, and how it translates to us uh, living in the New Testament after the resurrection of Jesus, and Him now being the Sabbath, and Him now being the law, fulfilling the law, and the two commandments to love God and to love our neighbors, and how that 
uh, commandment of the Sabbath still is relevant to us today and just learning that it is our heart's posture towards God and towards his sovereignty that we will learn to rest and to trust him to take care of that will take care of all of our days when we lay aside the one day, when we lay aside the one hour, when we lay aside the one of the 14 minutes in a day to really seek him and to give him the glory and the honor that is due to him as God, our creator, realizing that we are not our own creators, that there is a heavenly father who created us. So he has actually put built in a system in our body that is called rest to tell you that you can't go a million miles a minute in and expect to sustain that. But no, I'm going to do something to you that every night you got to lay down. You have to lay your body down. You have to trust me that I'm going to cover you. I'm going to make sure your breathing stays right, that your heart still beats, that when you wake up, you'll remember your name and that you'll be able to put your feet on the floor. Like this is all the things that he does on a day in a day out basis that we don't even have to think about. And he's like, but you don't want to trust me in the things that you have laid before me in the altar. And he's like, but I created it all. I created you. So give me this time, give me this space to do what I need to do. And, and trust that I'm going to provide everything that you need in the other six days so that you can only focus on me and give me your attention in that Sabbath and in that rest. And I have learned how to create that Sabbath in my everyday life um, and in every in those small, silent moments of the day and um, the days where I do have a little bit more quiet just to hone in and to listen, listen to God and to not get overwhelmed by everything that is happening uh, outside in the world, inside in my home and even inside my mind and inside my heart uh, and really just trust God and know that he is sovereign. So I learned rest, y'all. I have learned the true definition of rest and what God has called us to as his children and such the gift that he has given to us and been able to rest and, and given us the gift of the gift of the Sabbath, which is basically just boundaries that says like, you don't have to work all your life. You don't have to work every single day in order for me to provide for you. He tells the Israelites, like on the sixth day, I'm going to provide more. I'm going to give you manna. I'm going to give you more than what you need on the sixth day that is going to sustain you through the seventh. So God is just, just has been just showing me glimpses of how he is providing uh, in the times where I just sit still and I trust him. So I'm so grateful for that. I have learned the true definition of rest. Uh, this year. And I'm grateful and I can't wait to implement it uh, in bigger, larger schemes in my life. I'm talking about taking years sabbaticals and everything. Like it's going to happen. I'm trying to tell y'all I'm going to do it and I'm going to keep you updated. (laughs) All right. So the fourth thing is fear may never go away, but do what God says. I can honestly say that that's probably the lesson the Lord has been trying to teach me for the last 30 years (laughs) of my entire life, that yes, I will be fearful. Yes, I will have doubt. Yes, I will be unsure. Yes, there will be uncertainty. Yes, there will be uh, fear and uh, questioning myself, insecure, but I have to obey him, point blank, period. I have to obey him because if I want to be in his will, I have to do what he says. And I learned that this year even more so because I actually did it beyond the fear. This podcast, we've talked about it numerous times. I did it beyond the fear. I'm saying I'm homeschooling my son. I'm doing it beyond the fear. I do not have a nine to five job right now. I am doing it beyond the fear. So it is one of those things where I'm like, okay, God, I see how if I obey you, that you will literally guide me through. 
that you will hold my hand, that you will walk me through this and that you will show me more characteristics of yourself. You will show me uh, how faithful you are. You will show me how true your love actually is for me. But if I never go beyond the fear, if I stay at the doorstep of fear, I'll never be able to walk cross over to this threshold and receive the blessing and the abundance and the truth and the power and the grace that is your love. So I've done it. I've done it afraid because I wanted to be obedient more than I wanted to be fearful. And that is a hard realization that I had to come to because the fear doesn't go away. Like I'm nervous every time I sit before this microphone and, you know, speak about what I feel the Lord has put on my heart to share with you all because I don't know if it's going to be received. I don't know if somebody's going to misconstrue my words or, you know, try to take something I say out of context or it's going to be something that's controversial that people don't agree with. I don't know, but I'm just like, God, I'm doing this to be obedient to you. So I'm going to have to trust that come what may, like you're going to cover me and you're going to be with me and you're going to lead me and you're going to guide me and you're going to give me the wisdom to deal and to handle. Uh, So even afraid, the fear might not ever go away. Sometimes it does. Uh, for me, I can say that most of the time the fear is still there. The anxiety is still there. The thoughts in the back of my mind is still there. But I love God more and I want to be obedient so much more because I've seen where fear has led to disobedience and how it has stunted me and how it has left me in a place of emptiness and brokenness because I decided to trust fear more than I trusted God. So... The fear may never go. It may not never go away, but be obedient to what God says. That's a lesson that I've definitely learned this year. And last but not least, as I heard the closes, I told y'all this was not going to be a long episode, but we coming up on 20 minutes. <laughs> and this is something that you have heard me say time and time again, that I'm going to keep on drilling into your head because it has changed my life. I thrive in community. I need my village. I cannot be where I am today if it wasn't for people in my life who love God and who love me. And through their love, the action of their love, they have shown up for me. They have supported me. They have undergirded me. They have prayed for me. They have covered me. They have held me accountable. They have told me about myself. And it has grown me to this place that I am today, which I am so grateful for. I definitely could do some more growing, have a lot more growing to do, a lot more to learn. But I can see from where I was this time last year or early uh, last year in 2019 to where I am now and just be like, God, it's because of the people that you put into my life. As a wife, it's important to have other women who are in marriage and who support marriage and who love marriage and who love their husbands, uh, who honor their vows around you to encourage you, to inspire you, to uplift you. And then um, as a mom, you need moms and fathers and people who are parents who are raising children to let you know that you are not crazy (laughs) and let you know that you are not the only person on earth experiencing these things and that this too shall pass. Uh, Having parents who have older children, you know, having parents uh, and being a community of people who have younger children. So you can be that encouraging to say, yes, I remember the sleepless nights, but it does get better. I remember the potty training, but it does get better. Uh, It's just so encouraging just to have that built in. And um, even if it's not, geographically close, like just knowing because we have social media and the internet that we can connect with other people across the world who might be experiencing the same thing is just such a blessing. And I'm honestly just grateful that this year I really learned to lean in and to not be so harsh on myself and not judge myself so firmly that I felt like I couldn't ask for help or that I didn't need people because I do. 
I really truly do. And I thank God for every person who I've come across uh, in this last in this last year of life and how the Lord has used them to grow me and to put me in a place I am today. So thank you. And that includes even you all who are listening. Thank you so much for being a part of my community. And with that, that is the five things that 30 has taught me. So really quickly to recap, self-awareness is a game changer. You have to show up for yourself first. I learned what it means to rest. Fear may never go away, but do what God says and that I need a village. We need community. That is what 30 has taught me. And I will give God the glory tomorrow if it be so his will that I wake up to see another year of life and vow to give him glory with each day that I have. So I want to pray for you today that the blessings of the Lord will overtake you and that you will find strength in his love and in his power. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you so much for this day and for everything that you've done. God, we thank you for the victory. Can we just thank God for victory today? God, we thank you for the victory that you have already won. And God, and because we know the end of the story, we know how it ends, God, that you reign supreme, that you hold the keys of of life and death in your hand, God, that you are all powerful, omnipotent, omnipresent, God, that we can give you glory and that we can give you honor knowing Lord God, that your kingdom shall never fall, that you are the righteous God, the only true King, Lord God. And we give you glory for that. So God, we are going to just revel in the victory today. We're just going to be excited about the fact that we have won, that we peeked into the future and we see ourselves victorious. We see ourselves overcoming. We see ourselves free, God. We see ourselves delivered. We see ourselves healed, God. We see ourselves walking in your love and walking in your truth and receiving every good and beautiful gift, God, that you desire to give to us. So God, we thank you. We have nothing more, God, but to give you thanks and to give you glory and give you honor on today, God, for just for who you are, true, faithful, loyal, merciful and gracious. God, we love you. We love you so much. And we thank you. Thank you for our lives. We thank you, Lord, for our lives. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray and ask all of these things. Amen, amen, and amen. I love y'all so much. Y'all be encouraged and I'll talk soon. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Intentional Woman Podcast. I hope you enjoyed sharing space with me today. If you are inspired, empowered, or uplifted, please take a few moments to subscribe, rate, review, or even share this podcast with another woman. Also, we know Intentional Woman Pray. So if I could pray for you in any way, shoot me a DM at Nicole D. Hub on IG or submit a prayer request at theintentionalwomanco.com. And until next time, remember, if we look for God's hand in everything, we'll find his hand in everything. Love y'all. Be encouraged.